All right. All right. Back. All right. Looks like we're doing a part two. I don't know why we're surprised. <laughs> so, all right. So what was the question again? Uh, let's refresh the audience. What's the question again? Okay. So this season you didn't have a freshman team, and it seems like you were kind of short on numbers for the roster in general. This is what I thought. Um, you know, just kind of explain just what happened there, and do you think that kind of led to a 10-11 record for the, the season? Well, um let me throw this. I'm going to, I don't, I don't think let's clear up. We need to clear up a couple things on that. Number one, good question. But number two, I don't think we had an unsuccessful season. If you look at what we accomplished, um, I wouldn't call it unsuccessful. As far as the numbers go, I mean, I, Chris, I've coached teams. This is going to sound really braggadocious and forgive me. Um, uh, I've coached teams and we've won games with one sub on the bench and I've coached teams and we've won games with 10 guys on the bench. Um, the numbers, you know, my guys are always in shape. Our conditioning is, as far as I'm concerned, our conditioning is right at the top, right at the top notch in the, in the, not just the region, but the state. I've always felt that way. Um, uh, we'll, and eventually we'll do a, eventually we'll do a show where I feel like that's, that's, uh, where there's an example of that. Um, Chris, we had the top strength of schedule in region six. You know, my team right. did at Fairdale. Um, now, we had eight 6A schools on our schedule. We went three and five against them. Um, and I tell you what, uh, Manuel was on that list in Henderson County. We lost to Manuel 2 nothing. Could have beaten Manuel. Uh, Henderson County, um, if Benson ends up listening to this, uh, <laughs> you know, there, he may disagree. I don't know. Uh, it was a close game, and I, I felt like we were in position to win the game up until uh, David Martinez got a got a yellow card, and that kind of swayed the momentum for Henderson in the last five minutes, and they uh, scored a goal with less than five minutes to go to win the game. Um, um, you know, we were 4-2 and two against the 7th region. I mentioned that earlier in, the, in part one. Um, we won the district championship. Uh, we... Um, you know, we had an all, another All-State player for the second year in a row and uh, with Mario Alonzo. And Marinus Aligich is going to Spalding to play, you know. Now, I do mm-hmm. think that we've got – and, oh, you know, let me throw this out there. Speaking of college players, uh, Seneca has four college signees, you know. And mm-hmm. guess, who we, guess who we beat in our first game of the season? Seneca, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't think we had an unsuccessful season. As far as the numbers go, um, as far as the numbers go – uh, we we're about five short from where we're normally at. Usually, I, but I had all the players I needed to have. I had all the players that um, I was supposed to have. Um, you know, would it? Uh, you know, in the past there might be two or three kids on our bench. Uh, you know, there might be two or three kids. You know, that uh, were at Butler this year or Iroquois that we would normally have. Um, but you know, hey, I'm not going to complain because look at Wagner. Um, they had. Right. You know, they didn't have the numbers to pull off a team uh, this past year. And that's sad. There's no reason for that. Um, if we're going down that rabbit hole, we'll, talk, we'll do a – maybe we'll, one of these days we'll do an episode about, um, about you know, should there be roster limits in KHSAA. Um, you know, I, I, can't, I can't see any reason why a coach would want more than 40 kids on their, on their team, 6A right. or, or 1A. Um, number one, that's a whole lot of uniforms to get back at the end of the season. Number two, that's forty. Or that's a whole lot of kids that you got to make sure are staying eligible. Um, that's number three. That's 
you know, best case scenario, that's, uh, you know, 20 more parents. You've got to, you've got to keep happy. You see what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. 10 more kids. You got to fund, you know, I don't see why a team would want more than 40 kids. I think, I think 40 is a strong number. Um, that's always been my preference. That's always, you know, I think the most we ever had at Fairdale one year was 40. Um, was this one of our smaller uh, size groups? Yeah. You know, um, probably not as small as the team we had in 2014. Um, but, uh, you know, we had talent, um, you know, and, uh, you don't want any spare parts. You don't want any dead weight. And, um, that's the risk you take with having more. So as far as I'm concerned, and Hey, here's the other thing too. When a kid, when kids decide not to come out, when kids decide to, uh, leave practice and not come back, it's amazing because when they're there, I'm just like, man, this kid's awesome. I love him to death. And then as soon as they walk and not come back, I'm like, good, he can take his bad left foot with him, you know? So, um, so, I mean, it's, it's funny, you know, good. He can take his, you know, uh, he, he can take his, uh, himself and his parents that show up 30 minutes late to pick him up with them, you know? So I don't think, I don't think our number situation was, uh, was a factor. I mean, you know, I'll throw this in. It's going to sound really braggadocious and you tell Mario, I'm sorry, but I think it was in 2013, we went to Butler for a JV game and I had one sub and we beat them three, nothing. Um, so I'm not worried about, you know, numbers are just, you know, yeah, you don't want to be stuck with 15 kids for a whole season, but you're at 25, you, you're, you're in position to win, you know? So our, our, uh, our 10 and 11 record was from our, you know, our tough schedule. We just weren't tough enough to win those. There were too many games where we just weren't tough enough to win. Okay. So I hope that, hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's a good explanation. Uh, it's something I want to throw into. Mm-hmm. I think, the, you know, you're talking about the kids showing up and everything. I think the off season really makes the most difference in a program. Yeah. Uh, what, what those kids do during the off season really mm-hmm. makes a big difference come July and August. Right. I think yeah. I mean, I, I've, are really critical. You are correct. Uh, I have told my players time and time again, if, if during practice is the only time you're touching a soccer ball, um, there's your growth is going to be stunted as a player. Um, you're not going to develop, um, you know, and that doesn't count Hey, and go into the turf field and shoot, you know, shooting bangers, you know, with nobody else out there. That's not, that's not developing either, you know, Go in the backyard, go to the turf field, go to the park, wherever, get your juggles in, you know, do your ball touches, you know, dribble up and down, develop, develop, develop your touch, you know, um, that's where, you know, then go to the gym, then go to Planet Fitness or the gym at school, whatever. Um, Bottom line is players need to know if the only time you're touching the ball is at practice, you know, at school, you're not going to grow as a soccer player, you know, and that all falls into my belief that soccer is a lifestyle. Eventually, I think. And one of my next, if I write another book, I think I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to call it the soccer lifestyle. You know, uh, soccer's a lifestyle to kids that win. You know, the kids that don't, and I'm, you know, I love my, I love my team that I had. You know, my boys are my boys, and I'm always going to be here for them. Um, but they struggled in that area last year, and it wasn't, it wasn't completely their fault. I think uh, this, you know, going back to the question, your last question, Chris, as far as you know, what uh, contributed to our 10 and 11 record. You know, the kids we had were very, very talented. The problem was I think this team, more than any other, uh, more than any other team that I've had, um, was depended on by their families 
more than any other team I've ever had. They they were, and I you know when I would talk to the kids and you know going back to we'll go all the way back to you know uh, the conversation I was having about my mom. One area that my mom was really really great in was that you know when it came time for me to when uh, you know to decide discuss the uh, me missing a practice or a game, she knew not to ask. She knew not to ask because she knew she knew what my response was going to be. Soccer was a lifestyle to me. She knew not to ask. And so when I tell these, when I've told my players in the past, Hey guys, you need to explain to your parents how important this is to you. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, no, no. You know, you want to talk to my mom? <laughs> like, yeah. And, um, I can. <laughs> and then I say, no, you don't. Cause I'll get whooped when I get home. And then, you know, I would respond with, okay, Daniel, do you want to get your ass beat by Butler or your mom? And he would hesitate there for a second and look at me and say, Butler, <laughs> like so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was just there were a lot of days last fall. You know, I can't, I can't even remember the question now. Forgive me, but there were a lot of days last fall where, or you know, last summer and fall that I would just shake my head like, oh my god, you know. I mean, so yeah, the group that I had last fall, um, very talented group. I probably had to discipline more than I've ever had to. Um, and that added to our struggles. Um, but, but, um, I don't think that, um, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't think they were in position. We had a goal of going and winning the region. This was the year to do it. We had this, we felt like we had, we had the athleticism. We had the, uh, we had the score, you know, we felt like we had it figured out. We just had to develop the speed. And that would be there by October. But this group was just not in position. It's not their fault. Like I said, they're dependent on heavily by their families. You know, a lot of our ESL kids are going through a really hard time right now here over the past couple of years. And it's depressing. It's frustrating. Um, if you're trying to, if you're investing in that kind of, in that group, kind of, in that group of kids, um, you know, it sounds mean to say do so at your own risk. But a lot of times those kids are not in position to, give you a return on that investment. I hope that doesn't sound mean. I hope that doesn't sound many other things. Um, but they're my kids as well. And I understand their struggles. Um, you know, and I hope that moving forward, they know that, you know, I'm there to help them if, if they ever, you know, with whatever struggle they're facing, but uh, go back to the question. I went off on a tangent there. What was the question? <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't even remember. It's not about the off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to put in the time in the offseason. There's no question about it. I mean, um, man, yeah, there's no question about it. You got to put in the ball touches. What other questions you got? Uh, Okay, so ever since you kind of stepped back, have you you realized there's more to life than just soccer? Have you kind of, you know, bought into that or? (laughs) Um, Not yet, just because we're all on lockdown right now and everything. Um, I've loved the time with my family, um, you know, my son, uh, playing with him and kicking the soccer ball with him, going on walks with them. Um, so I guess in a, in a sense, yeah. Um, but soccer, I mean, again, I've, I've been spending a lot, I've been spending time too, getting ready for this podcast, preparing the book or, you know, getting everything taken care of for the book to be published. Um, you know, and, just overall, again, you know, it all to me. Wow, it all goes back to that car, uh, that road trip out west last summer when I was like, okay, am I evaluating? You know, when I was evaluating, you know, my investments 
of time, the question came up and to myself, you know, because we have these conversations with ourselves. That's what teachers do. Am I investing enough into my family? And the answer was no. Uh, the answer was, was no, 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 I'm not. And um, I think a lot of coaches feel this way. And for that, on that note, um, us coaches, you know, we, you know, especially those of us that are teachers too, I think that um, we spend so much time putting on that brave face. We're leaders, you know. We spend so much time putting on that brave face. You know, we don't want to show that we're tired. We don't want to show that we're we're upset or sad. You know, uh, we, we want to show that, you know, we want to charge. You know, that's our mentality. You know, so bring me Thanos. That's that's our that's our approach. And um, you know, we don't want to show those things. So I would hope. I just wish that. As coaches, I wish that there was a way for us to communicate more often and sit down. I mean, I know the rivalries and everything, and there's some coaches, uh, not so much on the soccer level, fortunately, but definitely on the basketball and football level. There are some, there are some conference rooms where certain coaches don't need to be in together, um, and that's unfortunate. Um, but guys, you know, we can't be afraid to open up and say to one another, "Man, I'm, you know, I'm pissed off at, you know, I, I've, I think that, gosh, you know, I scheduled so heavy last fall." So I guess that could be one of my regrets and one thing I might do differently um, last fall. But I scheduled so heavy last fall. There were two nights. I went two days in a row without seeing my kid. And I slept at home. <laughs> I slept at home. But I went two days without seeing my kid because I was out the door before he woke up. And I didn't get home until he was already in bed. Two days in a row. I think it was uh, – I think, you know, I went from uh, basically Monday morning through uh, Wednesday afternoon without seeing him. <laughs> and he, we were in the same house. So, uh, and on that note, if there are any parents listening to this, before you send that email to the coach about why their kid didn't get the playing time last night, before you go and confront uh, that coach about, you know, whatever decision was made, you need to think about the investment of time that coach is putting in, you know, and the amount of time they're spending away from their family to give your kid a great experience. So, yeah, I mean, a little bit. If anything, my sense of humor has come back tenfold. Um, it's amazing how what part of you, when you when you you know, you know when you when you set aside that part of your personality, the coaching part of you, when you set that to the side, it's amazing what other part of your personality comes out. And my sense of humor has come back. I mean, um, you know, I feel like I'm a whole lot funnier now. Nobody, everybody's gonna roll their eyes at this. I feel like I'm a whole lot funnier than I was, you know, six months ago. And the other night, I was uh, we watched a Richard Pryor, um, you know, it was Richard Pryor stand up that I I've seen before, right? But we watched it anyway because we were just like, well, let's kill some time for bed. And we turned we turned that on, and I laughed hysterically, like I mean, just belly laughing, couldn't uncontrollable laughing, crying <laughs> laughing, and my wife's like, where is this coming from? So yeah, you know, I, I think. Uh, <sighs> I think there is uh, that that deep breath right there should tell you everything. Um, yeah, there's more to life than soccer. I mean, it's very much a lifestyle for me. It's borderline religion, um, but one this new direction that I'm taking things, I think that's going to allow me to. I'm in more control of it, so that I can uh, be you know invest more into my family, and you know be the dad and the husband that my family deserves. Yeah, that, that's great. I mean, I think everybody should 
all coaches just take a step back once and just breathe. Hey, and hey, listen, here's the thing. Going back to the mental health conversation in part one, us coaches, and maybe this is another regret that I have, I, you know, I would go so hard. Every practice, every game was life or death. And, you know, you're not going to – not every – not every practice is going to be an A+, plus, you know. And I know us coaches, we want that. Not every practice is going to be an A+, plus, and not every game is going to be a win, you know. Right. Um, it's just that's just reality. You're going to lose sometimes. Uh, you're going to take some L's. And I think that us coaches, um, we've got we've to find a way, better ways to unplug. You know, we've got to find better ways to unplug. And maybe that's, maybe that's something I can take on. Uh, maybe that's something I can take on going forward and, and telling coaches, Hey, go ahead. You know, this is, if I don't know, maybe do the whole Jeff Foxworthy thing. You might be a redneck if, Hey, you might be, (laughs) you might be burned out if, (laughs) so you might be burned out if you're crying over the pump, not working. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I don't know. I don't know. See, he told you I was funny again. Um, but, um, man, it, we got to find more ways to unplug, and we've got to find uh, more ways to be present. It's hard when you're, co- hey, when you're a coach and you're sitting at home, even when you are sitting down with your wife and you're watching uh, something on Netflix, even when you are playing with your kids, it's really hard not to, uh, not to check your phone and see you know, if your phone starts blowing up. It's really hard not to check it. You know, um, it's really hard not to take a minute and scroll Twitter just to see what other what other what the score was from the games last night. So um, it's a lifestyle. That's what people have got to understand. And we'll talk about this in another episode. Coaches need to understand uh, when they get into this that it's not a side job. It is not uh, something you're doing, you know, to give back to the community. I mean, it is. But you got to understand it is a lifestyle. And if you don't embrace it that way, you're going to fail. Right. Okay, so that's really about what all I have. If you just want to give us a preview of what's, you know, what's come next week, what, what our topic is going to be next week and the weeks after. If you, yeah, we're going like to – we got the 2004 season. That was my first season as a head coach, as a, uh, as a baby, 20 years old. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, – tell stories from that season as best as I can remember. We'll uh, – be discussing game by game. You know, uh, there might be a lot of things I don't remember, but there's plenty that I do. Uh, let's see. I think in week three or in episode three, we're covering uh, PK shootouts. Not only will we be talking about some of the ones we've experienced on the sideline, but we're also going to talk about maybe some of the one famous ones throughout history. Um, I'd like to bring up the 90, 1999 World Cup, Women's World Cup. Uh, against China, um, Chris. I know you weren't allowed for that. Um, so I just saw they're making a movie about it. I, think yeah, I, did, I saw that today too. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah, episode four. We're going to cover the 2005 season. That was my first season as a head coach um, at Warren East High School. Uh, spoiler alert: We didn't win a single game that year. So, and I'm finishing up with over 100 wins. So, um, so it was a long, slow climb, but nonetheless, that's a there's still going to be plenty of good memories to talk about from that season. And then Chris on, uh, looks like July or June 10th, episode five, we're going to throw a graduation party for you on here. Uh, we're going to talk about your top five WWE superstars. You're going to let it rip, be ready to go on that. Oh God. You know, so 
you better have right. some. You better have some. Uh, uh, you better have some stone cold facts on that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to know. think about that because my list always changes. I never have a consistent list. It seems like. So, <sighs> yeah, that's 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 part of it. So you'll give me yours. I'll I'll share mine and. We'll go from there, and I think that's a, I think that's a pretty hot start for this uh, for this uh, podcast. I'm excited. No, by the way, I'm gonna throw this. I know I'm talking a lot. Uh, I've seen that you're you're a Seinfeld fan, right? Yes, love okay. it. I grew up watching it. Okay, all right. You you mean reruns, right? Yeah, yeah. My okay. parents used to watch that, so I just grew up watching it with them. Okay, great. Well, then uh, we'll have plenty of uh, we'll have plenty of Seinfeld references on the show. So I'm excited about that. You're like one of maybe like five kids I've come across in my whole teaching career that are Seinfeld fans, and I'm just <laughs> I'm just and we're hosting a podcast together. So this should be um, this should be absolutely sponge worthy. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. And then, are you an Office fan? You know, I am, but it's it's not something I'd watch all the time. Okay. It's, it's, you yeah, know, it, it, it's some of it's funny and some of it's just you know okay, but if I'm you pay, more into Seinfeld. If, but <laughs> if you watch it close enough, like I guess you might have to do a binge watch. But if you watch it close enough, a lot of the Office storylines are recycled from Seinfeld. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, okay. Well, maybe you'll get maybe you'll get some offense references. So yeah, well, good, good, good. So this will be uh, this is gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Especially the PK one here in a few weeks. I got that, that should be pretty interesting. Cause, yeah, share your you story know, about some you know, good but, and bad experiences with that on the sidelines as a manager. You know, you know I think, you know what? Uh, up until this year, I never had a team losing a PK shootout. No joke. Really? Yeah, we lost to Holy Cross and PRP back, back to back. Back, back yeah. to back nights. And I tell you what, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. As soon as the school year is over, your homework assignment is I want you to uh, go back in the in the record books of KHSAA, see if there's ever been a team to lose in back-to-back nights, double PK shootouts. It, it, it possibly can't. I, don't, uh, I yeah, think Fairdale, I don't Fairdale's got to have the record. I'm sure there are football yeah. teams. I'm sure there are football teams that have lost last-second field goals back-to-back weeks. I'm sure there are basketball teams to lose two straight games by one point, right? I don't think there cannot possibly be a soccer team that has lost uh, back-to-back nights, double PK shootouts. It just, I just, I, I refuse to believe there's been anybody to do that. So, anyway, but all right. Well, this sounds like feels like a success to me. So, you got anything yeah. else? No, that's about it. I mean, if you want anything else or anything, but that, that's all I got. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, I'm excited about this and. Uh, well, we'll hope. Hopefully, we'll have we'll pick up some we'll pick up some fans as we go along, and it's just gonna be fun. Yeah, so. get some merchandise maybe in the future. And- yeah, we're working on that. Uh, we're working on that. Uh, I ha- I believe I'm headed over. I may be headed over to Shively Sporting Goods tomorrow to have that uh, uh, that kind of conversation. So um, that's like the best hidden secret, I think, in Shively. Oh, well, uh, those guys are great. Um, yeah. yeah, that's another thing too. I hope they don't mind us plugging them on here, but uh, <laughs> those guys are great. Uh, every time I've ever needed something for any of my teams or even just myself, I've gone to Shively. They're fantastic. They helped me out at Christmas when I was trying to find some stuff for my dad. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they've donated items to our uh, fundraisers with Fairdale before, and uh, they're just fantastic dudes. So uh, we're lucky to have them in the community. Totally. 
So, all right, Chris. Well, uh, you got to let's uh, see if we can get this uh, get this uh, uploaded, and then uh, you've got to get up tomorrow for some hard uh, for some hard work on your NTI stuff. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, buddy. Well, good job tonight, and uh, you know, let's get this up on social media. See you, man. All right, sounds good.